Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the, what the hell day is it? It's the 14th. Is that correct? Am I getting the day right? Yeah, it's the 14th day of August, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Have we dealt with it yet? Or have we come to terms with the fact that A-Rod is gone? That we're going to move on as baseball fans? We're going to go on here in the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast because we've done a, more episodes on Alex Rodriguez than you would care to shake a stick at. And why you're shaking a stick at it, I don't know. I don't think he's gone. I think he's going to come back. I think he will come back. I, I, I do not think the man is gone. But anyway, this ending of the Rodriguez career leads me directly to the Sunday request, who comes from a very familiar voice. Lisa Swan at Subway Squawkers wrote to me. Now, Lisa Swan has been on the podcast four quadrillion times over the years, and she's not actually going to be on today's podcast. She just wrote me something via Twitter, and I think it goes to a larger point. Sully Baseball, my Sunday request is this. Who will be the most controversial, most hated MLB player with A-Rod out? And this is a critical thing to bring up. Baseball needs a bad guy. A-Rod was, even though he hated this role, he was the heel. He was the bad guy. He was the person that you looked at and people rooted against. When he was up there in Boston, there's a reason why they're chanting, we want A-Rod. It's the same reason why everyone went bananas when they saw the back of Darth Vader's helmet at the end of the Rogue One trailer. You need a good bad guy. It's why you want to see the Joker in uh, the, the freaking Suicide Squad film. I haven't seen the movie yet, from what I understand, he's shoehorned in there because, damn it, you need the Joker in this film. You need the bad guys. I've brought this up time and time and again. The best James Bond films are the ones with the best bad guys. The best superhero film. What's the best? If there is a best superhero film, what is it? Is it Spider-Man? Is it Dark Knight? They're films that have great villains. Great bad guys. It's what makes Batman endure all these years. He has no superpowers. None. He has the best bad guys ever. And baseball needs villains. Baseball needs the people to root against. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It means that you root against them. You want to see them lose. Now, Yankees Red Sox are going to be a lot different once you remove A-Rod and Ortiz from them. It was a lot different when Barry Bonds left baseball. People loved to boo Barry Bonds, and they loved to boo him long before they knew he was juicing. People loved to boo Alex Rodriguez before they knew they were, he was juicing. There's sometimes you get people 
who you root against. Roger Clemens was another one. Reggie Jackson was another one. The people love to boo him. The player you love to hate. Met fans love to hate Chipper Jones. That's all there is to it. Yankee fans hated people like Bill Lee and rooted against him. You know, people. some people rooted against Daryl Strawberry. Some people rooted against Jack Clark. And you never boo someone who sucks. There's no great joy in beating someone who stinks. There's a great joy in beating someone who's a cocky SOB. I'm a huge Pedro Martinez fan. I know he was a villain in a lot of circles. Yankee fans relished when they beat him. But they didn't relish when they beat him because he sucked. It's because he was good. And he was cocky and a chip on his shoulder and all this other stuff. So when you think about who's going to be a heel, you need to have someone who is a talent, who that talent may seem to have come too easy to. It's tough. Like, look at Pete Rose was a bit of a bad guy in some people's eyes, but he's also someone who wasn't blessed with a whole hell of a lot of talent. So he was able to make up for that with, you know, hard work and dedication. Every, every major leaguer works hard. But, you know, that element of his game made him likable even for those who didn't like him. Someone like Tony Gwynn could never be a bad guy, not just because he had a wonderful disposition, but also because you looked at him and said, oh, look, at him, he's a pudgy guy. How can you be against him? He obviously had to work and scrap for every place he had to get to. It's why someone like Bartolo Colon, despite the fact that he was, you know, a PD user, that he was too fat to pitch in the playoffs, you can't hate him. Look, he's a big pudgy guy. He looks like your friend. What the hell? We all have a big pudgy guy like that. Fernando Valenzuela could never be a villain because of that. He has this, this look that... Whatever he's doing, he, he is clearly not someone who was blessed with great athleticism. A-Rod kind of hit all the points, the number one overall, and you know, associated with making piles of money, making decisions not based upon winning, and then suddenly turning around and wanting to go to either the Red Sox and the Yankees just at the point when everyone hated the Red Sox and Yankees. Those made people hate A-Rod long before he was ever associated with PEDs. Remember when he opted out of the World Series con- it, it, during the 2007 World Series, they made the announcement he opted out to become a free agent. And people were saying it was so selfish, so selfish, so selfish. And no one offered him a contract, but the Yankees signed to a 10-year deal anyway. That at the time... Rodriguez was being touted as the chance to have a clean home run champion, but still was vilified, still was a hated player. So, you have someone who has to have an aura of being really good, having being blessed with physical talents, being cocky, and being and and having kind of a, a a brash swagger about him that maybe you say, oh, this person needs to be taken down a peg. And obviously there has to be production, and it would help if they produced on the biggest stage. 
And so with Alex Rodriguez gone, someone has to fill that role. And so, my dear friends, my listeners out there, I ask you, who can fill that role? Now, I don't know if anyone could do it right away, right out of the gate. But I can tell you that there is one player who, if I was doing my draft for potential heels, has so much going in his favor right now in terms of becoming the great villain in baseball. He's not there yet. He's getting there, and a few other things need to click his way. Now, I'm guessing you know who I'm about to say. I'm about to say Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has the chance to be the hated man in baseball, the bad guy, the heel. He has the chance to be the person who everyone wants to see strike out in a big game, who wants them to be taken down a peg, who say, I don't like him. I just don't like him. How many times did you hear that about A-Rod? I just don't like him. Why? Ah, he's cocky. He's this, he's that, the other thing. And later they were able to put the steroid thing on him, while even from Yankee fans, with, and, and in the next breath, not even realize the irony of praising someone like Andy Pettit, who was a user himself. You know, it's hard to cheer against Andy Pettit. But let's review. Let's take a look at what he has in his column. Now, he is someone who has been blessed with wonderful physical gifts. He was touted as the LeBron. Remember LeBron was a bad guy? When he left Cleveland, he was the biggest heel in the world. He came back and he won in Cleveland, and now he's beloved. He had the redemption. And actually, you'll see that his trip to Miami will be in the narrative that, oh, he couldn't win until he went to Miami, figured out how to become a champion, and came back and brought that championship to Cleveland. He's now a good guy, and all those people who burnt his uniform, well, you probably feel a little silly right now, don't you? Well, he was, uh, Bryce Harper was touted as the potential, the LeBron of baseball, and that he was this high school player whose talents were just off the charts, from Las Vegas, got he went to uh, the junior college, the College of Southern Nevada, but he was there just to basically get into the draft. Was the number one pick overall by the Nats, and by the time he was 19 years old, and he was he made his debut at at age 19, and went one for three and drove in a run in his first game, and his you know his minor league career was blink and you'll miss it. I mean, he played, you know, he played for, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hagerstown, Harrisburg, and they just, you know, wherever he played, he just played well. Played for about two minutes in Syracuse before being brought up so the, the Nationals could have control over Scottrek for one more year. Came up, had a good one, the rookie of the year, and was... And, you know, played in the postseason, hit a home run in the postseason as the Nationals collapsed in the postseason. And he also played in the 2014 
playoffs where he actually played very well against San Francisco. He got three home runs and posted an OPS over 1.2 in that series. But again, they lost. He has now played five years in the major leagues. Is that amazing? He's 23 years old and has played five years in the major leagues. And in some of those years, he has been the player that everyone thought he was, and especially in 2015 when he led the league in many, many categories, including home runs, including OPS, including OPS+, and won the most valuable player. Now, he's not having as great a year this year. He's, had, he's, he's not the MVP. Some of his stats have been really, really dipping down. I mean, even, you know, just batting average has dropped nearly 100 points. His slugging percentage has dropped like 200 points. His on-base has dropped nearly 100. I mean, on almost all categories, he's had a huge drop-off. He still has some power and everything. But, ah, here's the rub in terms of building up his heelness. He is undoubtedly going to play in October. And he has a chance to put up big numbers in October. And I personally think the Washington Nationals are going to have a solid October and may be the team that defeats the Cubs in the postseason. Ah, potential heelness number one. Or number number two or three, maybe we're up to that. That he has the he has the gifts, he has the substance. And can you imagine if the Nationals defeat the Cubs? That the Cubs fans are crying and it, at, be at the hands of Bryce Harper. He has to do it. He has to pull that off. But he has to do the things that make people hate him. He can put together a great postseason and beat a beloved franchise. And boom, people will start to hate him. He also has a cockiness, has his hair spiked up, says that's a, cl- that's a clown question, bro, sees Max Scherzer, says, where's my ring, bro? People hate millennials. I don't hate millennials. I think millennials get a bad rap. But damn it, he's a, if anyone's a millennial, it's him. And if there's ever going to be a sort of, oh, man, the millennials – expect everything to be handed to them crap, which I don't think they do. I think that's a bunch of garbage and a bunch of baby boomer nonsense. But, oh, man, he could represent that. Now, baseball should be representing him to the millennials anyway, but he's got the attitude, he's got the eye black, he does lots of endorsements. People hate endorsements. People hate endorsements unless they don't. They like Michael Jordan they like when they, they do a good one, but if you keep showing up and, oh, there's Bryce Harper drinking Gatorade or whatever the crap he drinks, all that nonsense, which is basically Hawaiian punch. Oh, yeah, a big glass of Hawaiian punch before you go out and go exercise. So, oh, man, he's making millions of dollars and he's selling stuff too. So you put that on. A-Rod used to do horrible ads for Radio Shack, by the way. Look them up on the Internet and just stare at them in disbelief. So yeah, he has the opportunity to, he's already done so much that could lead to him being a great villain. He's too young, he's from the wrong generation, he's cocky, he says stuff like bro, he wears the eye black, he's got some big home runs, so it's fun to watch him fail. He needs to do three things, three things, 
and he could become a Reggie Jackson, A-Rod level heel. Really four things. He has to go back to becoming an MVP caliber player. Granted, he's only 23 years old and is a five-year veteran. Right now, he should be making his big league debut, including, you know, and including sort of talk about his, oh, his arbitration eligibility and everything, instead of people wondering, wait a minute, he's going to be a free agent soon, which is, we'll get to in a second. So, but he needs to get back to that MVP level because he's already building up his resume there. He has to have a big October. He has to continue doing the advertisements. He has to continue saying stuff like bro and spiking his hair and everything like that. It would be really great if he won a World Series at the expense of a beloved team. And him doing something where his celebration or something would rub people the wrong way. But then there has to come the other thing. And listen to me closely. If he does all of that, then he has laid down the groundwork for being the great heel. Then, in 2019, in 2019, which is what? Where in 2017, he'll be 24 years old. In 2018, he'll be 25 years old. So he'll be 26 years old. And be that super rare player because every team locks up their players to long-term deals. We're not going to see Mike Trout hitting free agency in his mid-20s. No, but we're going to see Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is going to be in his prime, maybe with a couple of MVP candidate, you know, caliber seasons under his belt, with, a, with already plural postseasons under his belt, and they're undoubtedly going to make the postseason this year, so at least three trips to the postseason under his belt, and already endorsing the Gatorade shit. And if he hits free agency, he will sign, and he will leave Washington. So he'll have that aura of he went for the big money, because remember, they hated Reggie for going for the big money. They hated Bonds for going to the big money. They hated Rodriguez for going to the big money. And they will hate Bryce Harper for going for the big money. And right around that time, 2019, guess what? A lot of the bad contracts are going to be off the books for the Yankees. Some other bad contracts are going to be off the books for the Red Sox and maybe for the Mets or maybe for the Dodgers. One of those teams, maybe for the Cubs too, Ooh, could you hate the Cubs? Well, maybe if he beats them a few times. But if he signs with the Yankees, and Red Sox fans listen to me and listen to me well, or if he signs with Boston, because for most of the country, they look at our team as being evil as well. Bryce Harper, if he does all of that, will be the great heel and villain, and controversial player, and be hated of all of baseball. There isn't a big villain right now. That is going to be a void. You know those Bond films with a crap villain? You know what I mean. Quick, who is the villain in For Your Eyes Only? Who is the villain in, uh, uh, what's it, The Die Another Day? The lousy Bond, or Quantum of Solace. 
God, what was even the plot of Quantum of Solace? Who the bad guy in that? I don't know. It stunk. Oh, they got Javier Bardem to be a bad guy. That's pretty cool. That's the next one, the one you remember was Skyfall. Well, guess what? Baseball's not going to be in their Skyfall. They're not going to be in their Goldfinger. They're not going to be in their uh, Spy Love Me era of baseball without a really great villain. But man, oh man, it could be Bryce Harper. All lining up. The Harper versus Trout debate. Trout being the lovable guy, Harper being the heel. It's all there. It's all lining up. And in 2019, when he signs the big, huge contract and leaves Washington, especially if he leaves Washington without winning a title, especially if the Nats never win at all, and he goes and signs with the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers or the Mets, oh, man. He's going to be the biggest villain we've seen since, well, A-Rod. So, Lisa Swan, I hope I answered your question. I hope I did my best. I actually like Bryce Harper. But then again, I also like Bonds. And I kind of like Reggie, too. So if you have something you want me to talk about on the Sunday Request... Uh, shoot to me by Twitter at Sully Baseball. Go to SullyBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 14th day of August 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.